Hello, and welcome to episode eight of The Accidental Curator. My name is George Bathgate, and I'm coming to you today from Kitsilino, Vancouver. Um, just at my little home office here in Kits. It's, uh, oh, the sun's coming out right now, but uh, we've been experiencing uh, quite a bit of rain lately, and uh, the sun is always welcome. I've been away from this podcast for just about six months, I believe. Uh, my last one was in late May of this year, and uh, just a lot of stuff has happened that has prevented me from creating new episodes. Um, basically, as you know, this is The Accidental Curator, which is based on my life as a curator barista, coffee shop, gallery owner over on Main Island. and. It was closed for quite some time, but then I reopened this summer, and that has taken up all my time. Um, we had re regional travel restrictions, which were preventing me from going over to Main Island, and those lifted in June. And then I reopened my business in July of this year, July 15th, and it's been incredibly busy. Um, yeah, so that has been taking me away from all other activities. I've just been focusing on running the gallery, running the cafe, and uh, greeting all my friends and neighbors and people I haven't seen for such a long time over on Main Island. Um, we're not exactly sure why it was so crazy busy this summer. I wasn't sure what to expect because of the uh, length of the pandemic and the time I've been away. But, um, you know, there's different schools of thought. There was a really horrible fire season in British Columbia this year, which uh, may have driven a lot of tourists away from the interior and to the coast, quite understandably. And also the uh, border opened up with the Americans sometime in the summer, which allowed them to come up here, but we were not allowed to go down there. So the whole region has just been overloaded with people. Uh, people are looking for things to do. They can't travel um, conveniently overseas. All sorts of things are happening. All kinds of dynamics are going on. Anyway, it made my little tiny business over on Main Island quite uh, busy, which was great. I mean, I, I just loved being over there. It was so much fun. But it has kept me away from my creative projects. Um, I haven't done any uh, mask making, which I do on occasion. I haven't done any painting. Nothing really creative, no two- or three-dimensional work, nor any writing, which is what I was focusing most of my creative energies on over the last couple of years, let's say. Um and this podcast was a way for me to um, basically release some of that writing activity via a broadcast podcast. So it's been good. You know, I've been enjoying doing these podcasts, but uh, they do take time learning GarageBand and all the ins and outs of the uh, podcast host and the various directories such as uh, Google Podcast and Apple Podcast which are the two directories that I have this on right now. Anyway, um, what else was I going to tell you? It's November 10th, just before Remembrance Day tomorrow. And I am actually heading back to uh, Main Island tomorrow to reopen the business for the weekend. I, I'm in my winter hours right now, my fall winter hours, and I'm only going to um, open for special occasions and uh, you know pre-Christmas stuff and maybe try and get at least one weekend a month for seeing friends and, uh, and reconnect with my community. And without further ado, I'm going to start uh, reading a little story. Uh, this episode eight is a short story I wrote several years ago. 
Um, and this is a story that I wrote in conjunction with, uh, with my gallery, uh, with Shavasana Gallery Cafe. Most of my writing I do on Clay and Bone website, which is my creative outlet, but this was a Shavasana Gallery uh, write-up, and it is called The Drunk, The Blind Man, and The Ukulele Player. Small islands seem to attract their fair share of dreamers, spiritualists, creative types, rogues and nonconformists. Some come to escape the noise and rigors of city life. Some come to build their alternate universe retirement dream. While many just come to relax and play on this part-time fair-weather friend, Holiday Rock. The absence of police or any recognizable form of authority can add a lawless frontier edge to people's activities and expectations. When you operate a small gallery cafe on just such an island as I do, any and all of these people may walk through your door, and in fact are encouraged to do so. On occasion, they all arrive at once and interweave into a lovely Fellini-esque tapestry. I find it to be a strange blessing to be part of such a notable absurdity. It's a warm, lovely Friday in June 2016. It's late morning, and all the windows of the gallery are open, as is the front door, which offers an inviting access for all who wish to drop by for coffee and chit-chat and a glimpse of Anita Edwards' art show, Forgotten Gardens. While I am otherwise engaged in pleasant, mindless cafe duties, an off-island woman named Draylene wanders in, plunks herself down, and asks if it would be okay to play tunes on her ukulele for the smattering of guests. I love it when musicians show up unannounced, so encourage her to play freely for as long as she likes. Apparently, she was on Maine to attend the annual bob as it is known, a celebration of the life and music of Bob Dylan, at which she would contribute her ukulele chops. She sings a little bob, a little this and that, I'll never fall in love again, as memory and my journal attests, and generally proceeds to entertain my guests and I for the next couple of hours. Shortly after she began playing, a friend of mine, Paul, from Vancouver showed up, followed by my island friend Tim. Now Tim is a truly admirable and remarkable guy. He had recently lost his vision with a sudden onset of blindness, which understandably had thrust him into new challenges and steep learning curves, which he accepted without complaint in his good-natured manner. I introduced him to Paul and Raylene, while a few others sat sipping their coffees at outside tables. Then another musical friend whom I jam with on occasion, Gail, wandered into the cafe, also sporting a ukulele, which she proceeded to play with Draylene. You can never have too many ukuleles at a farce. My musicians soon realized, though, that maybe it was best to take their jam outside and allow guests inside to have quiet conversation if they were not so ukulele inclined. Paul and Tim and I began some important dialogue about issues and opinions. God knows what we talked about. Donald Trump wasn't even in office yet. And then the drunk showed up. I don't remember the drunk's name, and indeed, it's not important to this story. It's shortly before noon on Friday, and he's noticeably pissed. 
He's carrying a large plastic bottle of coke laced with rum. For I, he were a seafaring man by his own braggadocio. One of the best boat designers in Canada, he said. Came here by boat. She's tied up down at the dock. He slurred in his slightly wobbly, aggressive way. It seemed that he had either lost or forgotten his cell phone charger and was now on some kind of angry rampage to track down one on Main Island, finding all islanders collectively responsible for his stupidity and forgetfulness and our failure for not having an electronic supply shop for his needs. This is a shitty island. You can't even buy a cell phone charger, he said. Where can I get one? Hey, you've got one. Come on, I'll buy it from you. Uh, no, sorry, buddy. Mine's not for sale, I said. Come on. I'll give you a hundred bucks. How much do you want? I need it because I'm part of the emergency disaster response team, he blurted belligerently. Dude, I thought, you are a disaster. How can you possibly be part of an emergency response team? I was starting to get a little angry with this guy, and as one does with unpredictable drunks, was sizing him up in case I had to physically evict him from the gallery. As I mentioned earlier, there are no cops on Main Island, so people sometimes feel empowered to break the rules. Meanwhile, the ukuleles kept playing, and my dialogue with my two friends became intermittent, as the obnoxious comments and demands of the drunk kept overriding our polite conversation. Trying to be a nice guy, I said, Tell you what, buddy, you can charge your phone here with my charger, and that will at least get you on your way. And you can take your unpleasant tirade to some other island, I thought. When you're dealing with an out-of-control drunk, you need to be on your guard, for their thoughts and actions can be chaotic. This ramps up the stress level. After 20 or 30 minutes of annoying commentary, he asked me to tell him my social insurance number to show me how good he was at memorizing numbers. My level of tolerance was reaching its end, and this request tipped it over into mild anger. I'm not giving you my fucking social insurance number, I glared. Meanwhile, the ukulele ladies had ramped up the background soundtrack to this farce when Tim suddenly changed the subject. Do you know anything about razors, he asked. Huh? I turned to look at him, welcoming the, dis the distraction from the drunken sea captain. You mean like shaving razors, I asked. Yeah, said Tim as he pulled a little baggie from his pocket with an electric razor electric shaving razor in it. Since I lost my sight, he said, I can't figure out how to open this thing up. Can you help me out? We are now operating at maximum Fellini. I take Tim and his razor outside because I'm afraid of dumping his beard hairs on my floor, preferring to do it on my front lawn beside the ukulele duo. As I open the razor up, small pieces fall into the grass. Meanwhile, the drunk is swigging, staggering, and offending his way around my gallery. Paul is absorbing the spectacle. I'm now on my hands and knees, picking up the pieces of my blind buddy's razor off my front lawn. As Jeffrey, the quirky, obese Karl Marx lookalike, shows up with his rather demure Japanese girlfriend, Meg. I'm in some kind of strange, inexplicable heaven, a conductor to all these collective moments on the stage of my cafe. But like all moments, they must pass. The participants have to move on to new adventures. Paul had to hit the road to continue his bike trip. Tim, armed with his new, manageable razor, picked up his white cane to walk home. 
the ukulele sisters collected themselves to rendezvous with the rest of their day, and the drunk, with his newly charged cell phone in hand, grumbled his way out the door and down the street to his next misadventure. Like an unexpected storm, the players breezed in unannounced, gave a dramatic show, and then left. I returned to the pleasant tasks at hand, greeting more guests, pouring a little coffee, and discussing the beauty of the art upon my walls. Later, over dinner, on the lovely deck of the Springwater Lodge, my friend Paul and I commiserated on the day's events, when Paul pulled a book from his backpack, The Course of Love, by Alain de Botton, a book which he felt I might like. The premise of the book being the magnificent, sometimes frightening, developments we can make as we slowly realize that love is in essence a skill we need to learn rather than an enthusiasm we simply experience. It was a glorious day. Okay, listeners, that's the end of episode eight. A short one for you today. Um, as I just re-acclimatize to uh, setting up these podcasts and recording and uh, posting them out. Um, but thanks so much for joining me today. My name is George Bathgate, and this is The Accidental Curator. And today you've listened to The Drunk, The Blind Man, and The Ukulele Player. Um, I'm hoping to start work on episode nine in the near future. Uh, it all depends on how life, uh, the demands of my little fall winter business uh, play out, but uh, hopefully something will be coming to you soon. Um, and if you'd like to leave a comment, that would be greatly appreciated or share this link with someone you think may be interested. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in and uh, staying with me and uh, please stay tuned for future episodes. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.